Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Yes! Six points against City and against Arsenal. Oh, dear God. What an absolutely unbelievable result. Do you want to bet against us, says, says Matt Lang. Oh, my God. Guys, everyone, 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 put your arms around this team. I know like, that's a phrase I keep on using, but... We need to protect this team. We need to protect this manager. We need to protect this absolutely unbelievable run of form that we're on at the moment. And it's, this is fairy tale stuff so far. And I'm just... I, so good. So good. 2-1-0 wins. Couldn't buy a clean sheet coming up to the Man City game. We kept the clean sheet versus City, and we kept the clean sheet versus Arsenal, and Aston Villa are third in the table, two points off top, and one point off second. I'm going to let a couple more people pop in here, because I'm going to do a lot of repeating myself. I'm sure Patrick is going to pop on in a while. I know he's watching this game in Phil Flannery's bar in Limerick, so he was watching it with watching it in the pub, and I'm sure he's going to pop on, but I'm... I actually have a pain, a dull pain in the back of my head from excitement, from how I celebrated the final whistle there. It is, it's incredible, incredible stuff from Aston Villa. And they were second best in this game today. They won a game on Wednesday night, absolutely flying it against Man City. Then they come back on Saturday, one day less to recover than Arsenal. And they win a game that they were second best in for parts of the game, but they were so resolute, so structured, so brilliantly put together. And that high line, again, 
is our best friend, catching them offside, making sure that we're keeping them honest, making sure that we're able to counterattack at warp speed if we do win the ball. Just love it. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I'm going to rattle through some things here on my on my um on my soundboard. And the first one is for I, I thought Leon Bailey did absolute Trojan work in the first half today. Obviously, he came off because he was a bit injured, and I want to give a yeah, boy. Yeah to uh, Leon Bailey because I thought he was absolutely superb today. Um, I don't know what else I have here. I've been messing around with this for ages. I want to give this to John McGinn. Wow. Wow. To John McGinn because I don't know if you guys can even hear that, but uh, he is a mutant. John McGinn. John McGinn's a mutant. He's the only living X-Man, one of the X-Men that's actually playing football in the Premier League at this moment in time. He's a mutant. There's no other. There's no other way to describe him. The the energy levels that man has is, it's it's not of this world. It's not of this world. He is. He ran and he won. And I'm watching a guy here talking into his phone, obviously FaceTiming his family, and he's happy. He looks like he's on the board, on the verge of tears with with joy. And and that's just absolutely superb to see all the young kids at the game here showing their badges off to the camera. Super stuff. But going back to John McGinn, John McGinn, the effort, the level of effort John McGinn puts in over a 90-minute period, week in, week out, is absolutely crazy. Like, in 94 minute, John McGinn runs back, uses his posterior to shield the man, get grabs the ball off him, and takes off sprinting as if it's the first minute of the game um, up, up, the, up the wing again. The man is brilliant, and his goal today was superb. The way that goal was worked was absolutely superb. Bubakar Kamara, a lot to do in the middle of midfield, slides it through to Tielemans, who plays... Yuri, Yuri Tielemans' way to pass is... It's it's like it's like precision engineering of like like precision CNC machine. If any of you know what a CNC machine is, it's that thing that you see that cuts out all the metal like with a laser. His his passing, the weight of his passing is just unbelievable. That weight of pass that went into Leon Bailey was superb. Leon Bailey pulls it back, and John McGinn does what John McGinn does, and he pirouettes. Whether it's in the center circle or whether it's in the, in the the six yard box, John McGinn is able to to pirouette, and he's stuck it in the back of the net. Seven minutes in, when Aston Villa get a lead, Aston Villa don't drop it. Unai Emery's Aston Villa don't do it. This Aston Villa doesn't do it. Your Aston Villa, my Aston Villa don't do it. And Aston Villa didn't do it again today. 90 more minutes proceeded after John McGinn scored and Aston Villa kept a clean sheet. There were some hairy moments and I don't give a crap about those. There were some hairy moments, exactly like that Kai Havertz goal at the end, um, the, 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 the chance of Martin Odegaard had in the first half, but we were always cool, calm and collected throughout this whole game. And Fair play to Unai Emery. Fair play to absolutely every player on that field today. Diego Carlos was immense, I thought. Uh, John McGinn was brilliant. Uh, and I thought Leon Bailey in the first half, I thought, was really good. There was a couple of times he stole the ball, which is something he hasn't done for Aston Villa before, is stealing the ball high up the field, you know, getting in from behind players and just poking the ball out of, out of their way. He did that a couple of times, and I really want to single him out for praise. I am absolutely beside myself with excitement beside myself with excitement after that game and, and and everybody else should be too i just it's just fantastic you know um as a fan base we've had bad beats we've had moral victories we've had moral moral victories in loss we've had uh draws snatching snatching draws out of the jaws of victory 
And this team is turning a narrative. It's turning a mental um, block that Aston Villa, that the Aston Villa crest has had. I'm not saying these players, but the Aston Villa crest has had a big mental block cloud over it for 20 odd years. Well, definitely for about 15 since the Martin O'Neill era. And it's just been, it's been one of those ones whereby you go up 1-0 against a team like Arsenal or against a team like City or against a team like Liverpool and you expect to get beaten 2-1. Specifically, like, we were the team that always scored too early. That narrative is changing. And I said it before the game. I said in the preview. If you think that Unai Emery does not game plan the first 15 minutes of games and does try and find the third in the middle of the field, or the tor- like the position that's going to have the biggest shit smear shit on it somewhere along the place. And I'm, that's no derogatory statement towards Zinchenko, lovely player and everything like that. But he finds the place that we can go for, you know? And we did it. And I, and, and I said, I said, I think he will try and go at Zinchenko. And they did. They overloaded with Tielemans and Bailey down that side in the first first 10 minutes. Time and time and time again, they kept on going down there. And at 12 minutes, or seven, seven minutes, John McGinn scores the goal. It's He's just a freak for detail, Unai Emery is. He's a freak in nature for detail. And you can see it in the way he sets his team up. And you can see it, always see it in the first... Well, I won't say always, but nine times out of ten, you'll see it in the first 15 minutes of games, how he means business and where he wants to go. He was ruthless today with some substitutions. And he needed to be. Granted, he needed to be. Taking Bailey off at halftime, Bailey did get a kick. I thought it was the right decision. Taking off Kanza, who's been almost an ever-present this season. Taking off uh, Bubakar Kamara as well, uh, because he knew we needed to get more legs in there, or more, um, I suppose, to, to change up the legs in there and bring in Dendonker. Um, bringing in... Um, bringing in the likes of Alex Moreno as well, you know, because Martinelli, Saka were having joy down the wings. He was rootless in his in his in his changes today, and the man Unai Emery, the man, if he ever comes to Ireland, if he ever 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 comes to holiday in Ireland, and uh, and he ever needs a place to stay, he can stay at my place, and that's a lifelong. Um, that is a lifelong offer I have there. And do you know what? Never has to put his hand in his pocket. I'll pay for his food and his drink every time he comes to Ireland. Because the enjoyment that man and the enjoyment this team has given me since October of last year, it's it's like in a footballing sense, it's all it's unparalleled. You know, I've never been as happy watching Aston Villa as I am right now. We've been there's been times when there's been real good stuff, good times. Previous to this, I would have said Brian Little's Aston Villa. Um, I, I loved watching those. I loved when John Gregory came in, played three at the back. Um, and, and I was only like 11 or 12. I've told a, told a story about that, about making a fool out of myself in a, um, a, a, in like an under-14 football match before, talking about playing three at the back, um, just because John Gregory was doing it, because we were performing so well uh, on the field. Um, but this team is just bringing me so much happiness. It's, it really is, and, and I'm going to come to uh, I, I'm going to come to um, to some of your comments there in a moment. But you know, it's 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 so wholesome. You know what's happening at Aston Villa at the moment. I hope all you guys feel the same uh, about this as well. I don't know where Paddy is. Did Paddy text me? Maybe he did. Yeah, there is surely a text from Paddy there saying uh, no, no. No text from him. Text from everybody else, I'd say, in my phone book, though. Um, <laughs> sorry, there's a couple of comments came in there. Uh, Cormac O'Grady, up the villa, put some respect in our name. Thank you so much for that, Cormac. I really appreciate it. And Melty Shirts, unbelievable. We're proper winners now. McGinn leading by example. Carlos growing into this team in a similar way to the way to Tara, that Torres did over time. We're going to win the league, lads. Up the villa. Uh, uh, 
I still reserve judgment on winning the league for obvious reasons, you know, because we're only, what, 16 games into, into a league season. But Jesus, it's fun at the moment, isn't it? It really, really is fun at, at the minute. I'm going to go back and read some of the comments there because, uh, as I say, my heart is bouncing around inside my chest here as well. Um, where's that one? Ian says, so many years of mediocrity. I was expecting a draw, to be honest. Another record broken by Unai's boys. And this is special. And Unai Emery goes level with uh, Pep Guardiola. Um, he's beat, beat uh, Pep Guardiola's second best uh, streak of wins at home. He's now gone level with Pep Guardiola's best streaks of win streak of wins at home in the Premier League. And he's uh, next in his sights is Sir Alex Ferguson with 19 wins in a row at home. Like we've just beaten the the two best teams in the, well, two of the three best teams in, in England, whatever way you want to look at it. Obviously, Liverpool are are um a, a different beast this season. Um, top of the league, why wouldn't they be? But we've beaten the other two. Um, the other two teams in, in in the top four, and now we're sitting sitting in third uh, in third place, um, on merit, on merit, and not because. And you know what? I was thinking about stuff about about something earlier on today. I was thinking this would be an achievement if, let's say, we had, you know, and in previous years, obviously with games being called off for COVID and stuff like that, we've maybe been in elevated positions, and teams have had games in hand on us and stuff like that. But we're punching punch for punch with teams now um with regards to games played there was a statistic that came up before came up during the game today about the the points won by uh, by Aston Villa against um against teams in the top 10 and Villa were far out away i think it was 2.21 points um and one of my one of my great mates sent me a statistic today or yesterday uh, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was yesterday when I was doing the pre match. I can't remember it word for word. And Dara, if you're watching, pop it into the pop it into the chat again there. But he said that Aston Villa have had the hardest run in of games, um, based on the teams they faced, uh, based on teams they faced when they faced them being in the top ten, um, something along those lines. Uh, so Dara, Dara put it in 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 proper English because I'm not capable of speaking proper English at the moment and um, because I am so delighted. I'm going to try and get Paddy in here. He hasn't asked for an invite yet. I'm sure Paddy's probably buried under the form of a pint uh, somewhere at the moment, at this moment in time. And fair play to him. He rescued the team sheet tantrum from the, the jaws of, of, uh, of despair today. But I've sent him on the link there and let's see if he pops in again uh, for this. And fair play to him. He did a great work. Great, work today. Uh, Terry Morris said smuggest of smugness smiles on my fizzog. <laughs> I love it, Terry. Uh, I love it. Um, uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. And Duncan Kilburn says the all-time home run beaten, beaten Barton now. Yeah, this is the best we've ever been at home it, as, as a team, ever. Um, so drink it in, as I said, put your arms around this team. And it's a phrase I use, um, to, because we as fans should be really embracing this team, taking them to our heart. The fans in the stadium today were excellent again, really loud, really, uh, there was times there when Arsenal were getting on top and Villa would make a tackle and go for a throw. And then the, the atmosphere, the ambient, the, the decibel level would amp up. And that was really, really great to see. Um, I'm looking at John McGinn here now with the beautiful, uh, headphones getting interviewed on Sky Sports. I obviously can't hear it, but, um, what a great, uh, a great ambassador as well for the club. A man who doesn't take himself too seriously, but takes takes the game seriously when he's on the field as well. Um, just just a, 
just fantastic, fantastic to see. Um, where else are we there? Um, sorry, guys. I hope Paddy jumps in there because I'm trying to read the comments and to uh, and and to to keep going at the same time. Um, right, really random review says this: Arsenal had chances they wasted them. Carlos and Martinez were quality. Uh, uh, were quality. Second, we're oh we're second, right? Yeah, um, we're third. We're still behind Arsenal, um, and we're behind Liverpool as well. But uh, we have opened up daylight and put put the pressure, I suppose, on Man City to 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 win. Um, I'm just checking that I am right. Yeah, we're still third. We're on 35 points, uh, eight points ahead of Spurs in fifth place with Spurs and Newcastle to come tomorrow, um, and we are 10 points ahead of Newcastle. Uh, Eight points or nine points ahead of Manchester United as well. Brighton only drawing today leaves them on 26 points, 10 points ahead of Brighton and West Ham in ninth place. We are 12 points ahead of West Ham as well. Goal difference, uh, our goal difference is up to 15 too as well. So plus 15. So, you know, there's some really great things there that we can, we can hang our hat on for sure. And uh, Nigel Franklin says here, Diego Carlos was so solid and his positioning was great. He was absolutely brilliant, really great today. And he won man of the match on Sky Sports as well. And I would agree with it too. Duncan Kilburn says, Carlos being fit is a big bonus, gives us muscle, gives us muscle, but also gives us, um, gives us uh, resoluteness as well there at the back. And he allows Pau Torres to do Pau Torres things. And that man can pass a ball. Pau Torres can pass a ball and he can pass a ball really, really well. I was impressed with him today. There was one time today in the first half. Yeah, it was. It was definitely the first half because it went out to Bailey where he almost miscontrolled the ball and it went a bit too far in front of him. And I know what he was trying to do. He was trying to obviously keep control of the ball um, and, and play, play it uh, kind of into the, in, just into the central midfielders like he normally does. But the ball went a small bit too far ahead of him. And you could see him take a little quick little swivel of his head to look up and a cross-field peach to Leon Bailey. That's a centre-half doing that. That's a centre-half doing that. You know, and, and uh, it was just, it was a fantastic fantastic pass um, somebody mentioned Emmy Martinez a moment ago as well Emmy Martinez a save from Odegaard that's a man like that was a fantastic save as well he ha he backed he guessed right it was like a penalty save almost because Odegaard shaped his body to go that way and Martinez was already already falling to that spot when Odegaard let fly and it was just a superb save just just a really really brilliant goalkeeper um, that man is very, very astute under under the ball today. The only one that he wasn't was where uh, the ball came in. And I think that he got to punch it and hit it off somebody's back. Diego Carlos cleared it. Um, but just some super stuff from Emmy Martinez again. Some really great stuff. Um, more comments there from people. More more people saying Carlos was awesome. Standing on the word says. Um, uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. Uh, where else are we? Uh, Melty Shirt says the VAR boys took their time trying to find a reason to give a goal when, I, when Havertz handled it two to three times, but you can't stop the Villa. Um, I, I thought, I like in real time, I thought the ball was 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 it was handball in real time, like Jared Gillett. Um, when it was slowed down, I thought it was handled three times by Kai Havertz and once by Matty Cash. Um, to be honest, and I think they were looking at the Matty Cash handball, and that was what gave me kind of. Um, that would give me kind of itchy feet with regards to it because I thought that when they were slowing it down, they were looking to see they hit off Matty Cash's hand, then hit off Kai Havertz's hand. Um, but I thought the ball hit off Kai Havertz's hand um, three times during the during the passage of play. The 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 goal was ruled out, and uh, 
it was one of those ones that needed VAR intervention. But fair play, Jared Gillett gets a lot of stick and we give him a lot of stick here in this podcast. And as you know, Paddy thinks he's probably one of the worst refs in the league. Um, but he spotted that in real time. And if he doesn't spot that in real time, VAR probably don't uphold the on-field decision as easily. So fair play to him. He did it and it was handball. You know, it was handball. So, no, it is one of those ones as well. Uh, standing on the word again saying, um, McGinn was Superman today. I, like, he just ran everywhere. Like, the, the cardio award goes to McGinn every day. Like, there's nobody out cardio as McGinn uh, on the field. Absolutely not. David O'Dwyer says, uh, literally haven't been this proud of the club for 40 plus years. Well, I'm only 38 years of age. I know my face suggests that I've got a weathered, beaten face of a man that's an awful lot older. But uh, I have never, like, this this club has me singing from my heart so far today, uh, or, or today, uh, and singing from my heart like I've not done about this team before. Um, I mentioned in the preview, the, the match preview last night as well, that after, um, after the, the, the City game, you know, people were coming up and, like, there aren't that many Aston Villa fans around, first of all, where I am. A lot of people were coming up and asking me about Villa. Jesus, Villa are going well. I was getting text messages off people. And it's just like, regardless of whether I did the podcast or not, you know, I would have been known as being an Aston Villa fan. And, and uh, you know, getting to talk about him in a positive light like that was absolutely fantastic. To be honest with you, the last time that that happened was when Steven Gerrard took over the team. Um, a lot of people were going, what do you think of Gerrard? But that was kind of um, interest by association. Now we're interesting in our own right. We're interesting in our own right. And people are interested and people are looking at the team and going, hmm, Villa are getting results, lads. Villa are doing really well. And we're doing really well because of the group of players, as I said, we have the perfect manager for this group of players at this group at this time. And he is a genius, Unai Emery. He is a genius and he has these players willing, whatever brainwashing technique he has, uh, he has these players willing to to do whatever it takes to, to win games. And like John McGinn, being our captain, Tyrone Mings goes out at the start of the season. A new captain had to be found. John McGinn came, comes in and his effort on the field has been nothing short of absolutely absolutely superb. Leading by, by example, leading by effort, leading by by just genuine output on the field. He's got goals to his game. Now, he's popping up in all the positions you want him to pop in, up, up in at either side of the field, in either box. And he's just an Iron Man at the moment. Just fantastic. We often lamented this, the John McGinn for Scotland was better and he was not more all-round player than he was for Aston Villa. And now the John McGinn for Aston Villa is like, he's arguably one of the most hardworking midfielders in the Premier League at the moment. And before you might say about that, about Aston Villa and people who go, ah, Claret and blue glasses. But I don't think, I genuinely don't think that it's that like, if you were to say he was in the top three hardest working midfielders in the Premier League, I don't, I can't name the other two. But I, but, but I like, I'm not saying, and that isn't even me saying that he's the, he's the most hardworking midfielder in the Premier League. It's impossible to, to like, it's impossible to, to, to prove that. But, the work he does, the work rate, his work rate is just phenomenal. I'm watching the build-up to the goal here. He's standing up. He's actually directing traffic here, right on the edge of the center circle. Um, Carragher is actually pointing it, or Redknapp is actually pointing it out here. He's pointing out the box formation that Aston Villa have. Watkins is actually out of position for, from where I can see here. He should be a bit more central, but he's just after laying off the ball back to Douglas Louise here. And uh, is this for the goal? 
Is it? Yes, it is. Bubakar Kamara has won the ball back. Diego Carlos has it now and he's looking up. Plays it out to, out to Ezri Kanza, who was fantastic at right back again. And now, once again, now we're in the right formation. We've got our box midfield with Tielemans and McGinn for the forward. We have Bubakar Kamara and Douglas Louise in that that double that that double six role, if you want to call it. And Watkins is occupying the furthest the the, the furthest back centre half. So we're in the, we're in the, the the position that we want to be in. Then Bubakar Kamara gets it, and and Tielemans' ball, as I said before, is inch perfect pass. And when you pause it here, we've got that W formation. Uh, McGinn is out, out of shot here, but I know he's there because I've seen it in another replay. We've got that W formation that I did a podcast on before where we have uh, Watkins at the top. We always have two players in, in support of Watkins and, um, and Bailey then gets the ball. And that's exactly for reasons for this, for the cutback and the shot then from John McGinn. I, I initially thought when this went in that they were going to call it back for offside as Ollie Watkins is standing right beside David Rea. Um, but he's not interfering with the game. And and when the ball goes in, there wasn't even a question of whether there was going to be an offside. And that's the one nil that Villa needed to win this um, as well. Uh, uh, where else are we here? I'm just going to try and bring up. Um, yeah, or Ujin Singh says that uh, I suppose this is the only down part is that Luis and Dino will be suspended for the Brentford game. And, and to be honest with you, with regards to that. Um, they were going to get suspended at some time over the, over the holiday period anyway. Um, it was these two games we wanted them for. I'm not saying that Brentford's going to be an easy game. It certainly won't. They didn't win today. They're in a bit of a slump at the moment. But we have, like, of those two positions, we have Alex Moreno that, that, that will be able to come in for Luca Dean. And, um, you know, we have a group, uh, 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 a kind of a carousel of players and come in in that midfield position as well against Brentford. But they were going to get banned at some stage. And McGinn's the next guy who's on he's on four yellows as well. So um, you know, that is the only downside for today, I think. Uh Brendan Miller, good to see you, Bren. Uh, says that the proper contenders after that. Definitely proper contenders for top four. I'm at the stage now where I'm almost I'm nearly ready to say if we don't get top four, I'd be disappointed. But it's a it's a feckin' competitive top five positions that we have there that are in the league at the moment. And, uh, you know, as I say, I'm enjoying this game by game. And that's another thing I think I said as well is the mentality of this team seems to be game by game. It's to stay one and oh, as the phrase is in American sports, each week. Stay one goal, one game won, no games lost each week. And and, and the more you, like if you do that 38 times during the, during the season, you should, um, well, you will, you'll stay unbeaten. But um, if you have that mentality during, during the season, um, then you won't get too far ahead of yourself for obvious reasons. And I think that this team is focusing on the league just like that as well. So it's uh, it's 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 incredible. You know, I'm 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 so happy with this. Uh, JF says he's absolutely speechless. Um, uh, where else are we here? Uh, 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 let's see. Da, 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 da. Yeah, as Savas says here, that one was for Benjamin. Poetic justice, RAP. Yes, once again, uh, RAP to Benjamin Zephaniah as well. Um, he would have loved that one today. And uh, I hope that there will be some. Uh, I don't know if there was prior to the game here, if there was some sort of uh, recognition of, of his wonderful life. Um, but if there isn't, there, there certainly should be, and there will be one, I would imagine, soon um, for him. And, and another whole tender in the sky, as you say. Um, Jason O'Brien says. Uh, Jess O'Brien says he expected wins over Man City and Arsenal because this is the new Villa. That's brilliant, you know. I, as I say, that's that's that just shows how far Unai Emery has taken us. Um, 
and, and that's incredible. You know, we really, 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 as I said before, should really appreciate um, where we are at the moment. And I know everybody here is. Um, where else are we at? Paddy can't come on, but he said he might be able to come on later, and we'll see. I'm, I'm, we might do a Paddy's Points podcast maybe around half past nine at our normal time. Let's see if you guys are up for that. If you want to hear what Paddy's viewing it is, um, we might come back on again because, uh, as I say, why not celebrate these wins? They're absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Rex is asking for a Paddy's rant. Well, put it in Put it in the... I'll, I'll message him here and I'll see what time he can go at. Let's say, uh, da -da -da, what time will you be available? Uh, this could be how long is a piece of string kind of question now for Paddy. Uh, the people want you. Uh, 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 da -da -da -da, and send. Um, <laughs> uh, where else are we there? We have Philly D. Great to see you, Philly. Totten Donker did great when he came on. Deserves some credit coming into that match with little game time behind him. The, the commentator mentioned as well that that was the earliest that then Donker was, uh, was brought on. Uh, so far under Unai Emery. Now, he did have one pass with his left foot that went about 15 yards away from where he meant to. But as I say, that's me just, uh, just, um, just, um, uh, I suppose splitting, splitting hairs with regards to that one. Um, mm, 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 mm. Brian Crotty says, a mate of mine who's a Liverpool fan said he'd get a Villa tattoo if we win the league. He looks nervous now. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I think that, did Dan Bardell say something about, uh, uh, a villa tattoo about something as well. I, I I seem to remember him saying something to Dan Ronaldson about it before, but I could be wrong. I don't want to be forcing anybody to make any modifications to their body that they did not put on themselves. So if I have that wrong, I do apologize, Dan. Um, if I have that wrong, wrong, I um I do apologize. Uh, yeah, couple of Arsenal fans in in the chat there, which is always nice to see. Thanks for coming along. Keep pressing that like button. Keep commenting there. Driving the algorithm up there. Tell all your friends come in as well. We don't. I don't hate you guys. I think you're an absolute proper club. No problem at all with you. But keep keep as long as you keep a card in inside in the chat. I don't really care because we'd love to have as many of you here as we possibly can. Uh, yes, absolutely. Arsenal are uh, Arsenal are an elite team. Says last but one. But you spelled your old team's name wrong. Um, that's, but apart from that, love you to bits. Um, where else are we? Uh, did it, oh, you corrected it in the next one. That's okay. Richard Goff talking about pose passes. Pose passes is, uh, somebody should, if there's any pubs in, in Birmingham that want to, want to create a cocktail and maybe call it pose passes. I don't know. It kind of sounds like a cocktail's name. Yeah, um, if there isn't a pub in Birmingham that doesn't have cocktails named after Una Emery, Ollie Watkins, John McGinn, uh, Douglas Louise, there's your uh, there's your marketing strategy, and I'll only take a third of every cocktail sold. That's all I'll take for for my great idea. If you don't have it, you should do. Um, uh, ba -ba -ba -ba, where else are we? Where else are we? Indy says uh, from Vancouver says, "Wow, unbelievable! Emery is a genius up the villa. He's just been absolutely fantastic." As I say, he's been and. Once again, no slight to Arsenal fans inside here, but he's been to this league with a group of players that he didn't have time to mold, didn't have time to change things around, and you know things didn't work out for him. And and, and the board sacked him and brought in Mikel Arteta, and they've had their they've had their successes under him. Um, but he's come to a, a club where we've given him full full free reign, and we've allowed him to do what he wanted to do. The the off the field side of things has been shaped in his likeness. The 
talent identification side of things has been shaped in his likeness. Obviously, the dugout and the team, um, like the dugout has been shaped in his like likeness with the with the people he has there. Only Aston McPhee being the only holdover. Um, but the one thing that isn't the one thing that's shaped in how he wants us to play as this team, and I think it is a. I think it is a testament to how good the players we have are um, and how much they want to be coached and uh, how much they're listening to him. Because like when we go back to, when you look at it, really, this game started today and just trying to think, there wasn't a... Pau Torres. Pau Torres was the only Unai Emery signing in that, in that 11 today. Every other player was here under, under, under the previous guy. Um, and that's great. Like that, that's testament to coaching. It just is testament to coaching. There is no two ways around it. There really is no two ways around it. Um, bah, 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 where else are you? Where else are we? Um, uh, da, 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 Dubliners asked, "Is Paddy still jumping up and down?" Uh, I bet you. As I say, I think he's. I think he's. He he's definitely excited somewhere anyway because you know Paddy following Aston Villa for almost as long as I'm born. Um, probably longer to be honest with you, uh, and it's it's you know there's a lot of people that follow Villa for, followed followed Villa for a long time, and we've been so like we've had fluky seasons, we've had seasons where we've looked good, uh, we've had maybe two or three years where we've looked pretty decent, finishing in around the top six, maybe the top five, uh, and while we're third in the league, and we may you know regress throughout the course of the season. It's just so much fun watching Aston Villa at the moment. And that's what we want, as you say, every Saturday, every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Thursday. We're looking to go out to be entertained and to have fun and to have what we what we uh you know what we stamped our heart on, Aston Villa, to be associated with. It's nice to be associated with a team like that, as every single football fan of every single football club in, in England and the world wants to have. They want to have that association with a team that's fun with a team that is um, interesting, with a team that is is uh, kind of hardworking, charismatic. Um, and I think this team has that. I think this team has that. But then again, I'm sure every single football fan thinks their club has that too. Um, so, but we just have a bit more of it at the moment, I think, in my view. Which is grand. Which is grand. Um, but, 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 our luck will run out. Our luck will run out soon, says Arsenal for life. Uh, you may well be right, but you weren't right today because we beat you guys, and that's all that matters. Yeah, Howie? Coffee? Sorry, ap apologies for, for mispronouncing your name. Um, is Bailey's injury really bad? I, I don't think so. I think I, I think it was a combination of the knock that he got against City and then the knock he got today. And probably, uh, you know, he hadn't started many games before that. He was only coming off the bench. So maybe I think it was more um, freshening up and making sure that we had that pace to go at Zinchenko if we needed to. You know, Diaby wasn't as prolific as as Bailey for uh, Bailey was in the first 10-15 minutes, but um, he was still there. His pace was still there to to. Um, to to try and keep Zinchenko honest down the left hand side, and, and I think it worked. I think it worked. It stopped Zinchenko. Uh, well, it didn't stop him. He's still inverted, and he's really good at that. But um, it, it it allowed. It meant that when he did invert, that he couldn't stay in there and clog up midfield. He had to move back out to the left hand side for fear of counter attack, and, and that's really why why we were using the pace out there as well. So it was uh it was great. Um. Ba -ba -bum. Where else are we? Um, uh, going down through the 
Apologies, everyone. There's so many comments there, and and to be honest with you, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get to wade through the 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 back and forth between fans of the Arsenal fans. So I'm just flying through them there. So uh, apologies. Um, uh, Simon Kenny says Paddy must have had a few. Well, no, I think he's got brutal reception in the pub that he's in. Uh, otherwise, he would be on. It's never stopped him from coming on before. The fact that he's had a few on board. Absolutely never stopped him coming on before. Um, Matthew Lang is saying, let's get on the beers. Uh, let's get on the beers. Uh, Brendan Miller is bringing Paddy back uh, back to his house. I think actually, I think, Brendan, you might be actually, you might be having a few pints with Paddy inside there with the, with the Limerick lines. So that would be great. Um, uh, I must get back in with the with the Galway and the Connacht lines here as well. Um, it's been manic this season, obviously not being able to get into watch games, but uh, uh, maybe over Christmas we might get we'll get get into watch a game with, with some people as well. Um, where else are we? Leon Bailey is a machine. Uh, I tell you, I think he's been absolutely outstanding the last ten, probably every single. I fail to remember a game where he's been. Obvious, where he's been poor this year, if that makes sense. He's been brilliant the last the the last eight to ten weeks that he's been in, and fair play to him because we have given him a bit of a you know a, I'd like to say a bit of a stern pep talk in this podcast from time to time. But I don't care. Like I've no problem turning around and saying this guy is playing the best football he's ever played for Aston Villa, and long may it continue because we all want every single Aston Villa player to be the best version of themselves. Because uh, this is a team sport and it's a team game, and this the reason this team is progressing is not because we have one unbelievably talismanic player uh, anywhere within the team. It's because it's a team ethic, and it's 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 a it, it's everybody's a cog in the wheel and it's 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 an industrious team as well um so fair play to leon bailey he's really bought into that now and i have to say he is probably the shining light that's bought into it there was one brilliant um i suppose it was it was just like a, a five second flash up on the screen bailey was down injured and he was holding his, his his calf he got a kick in the calf i think i think it was his calf and uh, he got up and he won the ball back and then he kind of went down again and he was he was limping a bit and John McGinn went over and actually gave him a big hug and patted him on the back and you know that's what that's what Leon Bailey needs. Leon Bailey likes to be loved. Jesus, I love to be loved too. You know, everybody loves to be loved, but some people like it more than others. Some people thrive thrive off um, you know, uh maybe proving people wrong and stuff like that. And I, I I'm not sure Leon Bailey is that person. I think Leon Bailey is, he's a fun person. He's a person who's extroverted uh, on the field, the way he plays. And, and, you know, he's one of the, he's one of these players that, you know, if he's, if he's feeling good, he's playing good. And I'm delighted he's feeling good. And I think things like that from the captain and from John McGinn to say, you're having a great game. If you're injured, we need you for the next four or five minutes. Halftime is coming up. We'll deal with it then, but you got to push yourself through. And that's, that's leadership, I think. That is leadership. I've no idea what he, what he said to Leon Bailey, but it was that kind of feeling that you got. And Bailey did play on, and he he carried the ball forward, and he actually won the ball back again. I think about two or three minutes later, with one of those little pokes from behind that uh, that the Ars- that um, since I I can't remember who it was. I I, I think it might have been. Havertz that had the ball and he just poked it away from him. You know, that stuff is brilliant and that stuff is stuff Leon Bailey hasn't been doing, but now he's doing because he's bought into the ethic here and he's feeling good about himself at Aston Villa and that's all we want to see because, um, you know, we want every single player in Aston Villa, Claret and Blue, to be the best version of themselves. So, absolutely brilliant to see. Um, Where else are we? Um, 
I'm going to go down to the end uh, here. I do apologize. I, I'm just wading through some stuff there as well. Tom says, we love you, Neil. Will I love you back? Um, Shane asks, how many home wins now, Neil? 15. 15 on the, on the bounce, which is super to say. Um, and Charles Henrique says, uh, champions of Europe, you'll never sing that. Um, they, they might in the, in the future, but we can sing it now, which is absolutely fantastic to say. Um, but, 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 Bog the villain says, squad looks strong. We had the best bench again tonight out of the two teams. Um, Jesus, I'd love to be able to bring on Leander Trossard. And he didn't do much when he did come on, but God, he's a good player. Like that, they, they do have a good bench, but I think we brought off the players we needed to bring off to shore up the game. Um, like, I think Arsenal will be looking for a striker in 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 January if they can find... Hey, look, I think every single team in the Premier League will be looking for a striker, probably outside of Liverpool. I think every single, single team in the league will be looking for a striker um, to shore up their striking department. I've said it before. I'm two years, maybe two and a half years saying it. There isn't a dart. There is a lack of real top-class number, uh, number nine strikers in, in Europe probably even in the world, I would go so far as to say, under the age of 25 at the moment. Um, so I think every team would be looking for a striker, but I think the, the and Enkedia had some chances, and he's a good player, don't get me wrong, he's he's he's, he's better than John Duran, um, for me, currently where they are at the moment. But, you know, when, when, when Enkedia came on, I kind of felt that uh, he was a good matchup for somebody like Diego Carlos. Uh, and I know he got his head on a, on a ball near the end, and uh, he, I think he broke the line a couple of times. And I think we might might have been waved offside, but um, yeah, as a, that that was kind of the substitution to me that was like, if they had somebody like it, it was probably the, the one substitution whereby you were taking off Gabriel Jesus and bringing on Enkete, and you were like, okay, this is a player that is measurably a step down from the player that's come off. And I'm not being harsh with regards to that, but that was the time when I kind of went, okay, Villa really need to be resolute now because I think we've nullified the Gabriel Jesus threat and now we just need to be really structured and take things as they come and not do anything stupid here. And and I think we're, I was proven right. You know, when Dan Donker came on, I think it was the perfect timing to bring him on. Kamara ran himself into the ground and... um as I said, the, the the bench we have is quite good at the moment. But once again, they're they're players that can play within an Unai Emery system, and they're and and the way that Unai Emery made the made the change at halftime, still allowing him the three changes in in the second half was was cute as well. He knew he needed to use all the bodies, um, you know, he knew, knew he needed to to drip feed the in in injection of uh, of fresh legs, and he did it really well, and he did it at the right times as well, which is uh, which is great to see. Um, where else are we? Uh, yeah, as CC says, um, Trossard is a really good player, but if what Arsenal want to win the league, they have to get a really top notch strike. Uh, I, I think, arguably, you could say that, as I said, you could say that about every team outside of Man City and Liverpool, I think, um, in the Premier League at the moment. Um, and I'm talking about number nine strikers. Like obviously, San's a really, really good player, um, really good striker. Ali Watkins is a really good striker, although he missed the one on one today. Um, you know, when when you're talking about really, really great strikers in the Premier League, you know, take your pick at Liverpool, I suppose, number one, and then uh, then Erling Haaland. 
that's that, that's kind of where where we are with strikers in the Premier League. You'll have strikers that you get. You'll have San who will probably get to twenty goals this season. So I would probably put him next to, next best to the rest. Um, then in that in that group. But uh, yeah, it's the team that finds the striker that suits the Premier League the best uh, within the top four outside of Liverpool and uh, outside of Liverpool and City that will have the best return. And that's that's the long and the short for I think uh, at, at the moment. Um, right, I am going to call it. And I am going to end this. I'm going to try and get Paddy back on later on. Um, Ken M says, the weather was horrendous, so windy. Uh, it didn't come across on the field anyway. Uh, I don't think Ken, but thank you so much for, for the super chat. And thank you to everybody who's chatted in here as well. Going to call it there on that one. 42 minutes, nearly did. I, unlike John McGinn, I don't have the stamina to do 90 minutes uh, of a podcast. Never mind 90 minutes of a of, uh, of running around the field at high octane. But thanks so much, everybody, for watching. Aston Villa, third in the league. Let's say it again. Let's share it up on the screen, actually, and let's see. Um, Aston Villa, are, but, 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 let's finish off with looking at the at the the league table before we finish let's look at the results i suppose first some of the results over the course of this week um or today predominantly you know liverpool uh, winning 2-1 against crystal palace brighton drawing one all at burnley bournemouth 3-0 against manchester united nobody would have had that in their on their docket today but fair play to bournemouth and manchester united obviously in 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 hot water i think in the managerial position sheffield united back at his under under chris wilder um wolves uh, drawing one all with Forest, and then there you go. There's your back page news: Aston Villa one, Arsenal nil. Um, and we scroll down to watch, look at the at the league table once more. Aston Villa on thirty five points. Look at that form: win, win, draw, win, win. Just a fantastic run of form that we're in at the moment. Um, uh, eleven wins, two draws, three losses, thirty five goals scored, and the big number here is thirty five points. Uh, and Tottenham Hotspur playing against Newcastle tomorrow. A draw tomorrow would be a nice result for Aston Villa going into going into uh, a hard kind of run over the next three weeks again as well with games coming rat a tat tat. Um, so. I think we're all shouting for a draw between Spurs and Newcastle tomorrow and, and that will suit us. But regardless, I suppose, really, of what happens, we will have a five-point buffer on um, on fifth place uh, come tomorrow, um, which is really nice to see. Um, and it's all down to Unai Emery and this fantastic squad of players that we have. So I'm going to leave it at that, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. Um, stay safe, stay healthy. And as always, when anybody ever anybody asks you anything tonight, all your response should be is, Up the Villa! I forgot to get my outro. There we go. Up the villa! Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.